Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We're continuing uh, our examination of John, and we're in chapter 4 of John, with an encounter that Jesus had, one that we call the woman at the well. So let me back up and just set the scene for where we are, because this is so profound. In the fourth verse, it says that a woman came, and a woman from Samaria, to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Now verse 9. Therefore, because this happened, the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me for a drink, since I am a Samaritan woman? And then John tells us, parenthetically, For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Then verse 10, Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. She said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you, who gave us the well and drank of it himself and his sons and his cattle? And Jesus answered, and this is where we left off last time we read these verses. Listen to the response here of how Jesus answered this. He says, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. So he's acknowledging, and he likely was pointing to the water that she had just drawn out of the well or whatever. So he's drawing a distinction between the two. Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. So Jesus is setting, us, setting up this uh, juxtaposition here. This right here, this natural water, you come to it uh, for it once a day, twice a day. You will thirst again. But the water I have, the ones who receive that will never thirst. And he continues on. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. <laughs> so he's saying this water that I'm going to give is not only going to meet the basic need of the moment and of the day, but that water that I'm going to give is going to become itself a well in him. Inside the person, now think about that. The water that I have will be inside the person and will become a well of water springing up to eternal life. Well, obviously, this starts to arrest her attention, and she's beginning to realize that something's going on here. Verse 15, the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty nor come all the way here to draw. So she's hearing, but she's not quite comprehending, which I totally understand. I mean, this conversation is coming out of nowhere, right? She just came up to get water. And here she is having a conversation that is going to transform her life and her entire community. So she says, uh, yes, yeah, sir, I'll take that water. Uh, and I, I want it to where I won't be thirsty. I'll never be thirsty again. I understand that. But she didn't because of the next part of what she said. Nor come all the way here to draw. She's still thinking of water in the natural She's still receiving what he's saying in the natural, though he's speaking of spiritual things. And, and the Lord does this a lot. He lets people struggle with things. He lets them listen and reason through. So watch what Jesus does. Verse 16, it sounds like he changes the subject matter. But he really doesn't change the subject matter because the subject matter is this lady. He said to her, 
Go and call your husband and come here. So why does he do that? Well, he does it, I think, for a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, this conversation is getting into rather intimate things. The fact that he's talking to her uh, as far as society is pretty dumbfounded. As a matter of fact, we're going to see later when his disciples come up, they're shocked that he's talking with a woman. Okay? But now he's going to let her know, hey, I'm not doing anything. I'm not you know, trying to make a pass at you. I'm not trying to do Why don't you go get the man that's in your life? Why don't you go call your husband? Well, see, Jesus knew something. And so he said it this way because he's going to reveal her life, but he's going to reveal it in love, and he's going to give her an opportunity. Okay, He's going to give her an opportunity to confess, even though she doesn't know she's been given an opportunity to confess. Watch this. So Jesus says, go call your husband and come here, verse 17. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, you've correctly said, I have no husband, for you've had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. This you have said truly. Now, you know, she could have come back and said, well, he's busy, he's sleeping, he's at work, he's taking a nap, because she was with this man. And she could have passed it off and just said, oh, yeah, he's my husband. But she didn't. She confessed, and she acknowledged the situation. So Jesus says, go call your husband. And the woman says, I have no husband. She answers that the absolute truth. She confesses with the truth. You know, she comes clean, and she doesn't even know she's coming clean. She's just telling the truth. Telling the truth to a man who doesn't know her. Now, she didn't know that the man knew the rest of the story, as the great late Paul Harvey would have said. Because Jesus says, you've said correctly, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. This you have said truly. Well, you can imagine the shock on the woman. I, I love what happens here. We've only got a couple more minutes. So let me see. Probably read the next verse or two, and then we'll pick up the account, right? Because uh, this is an account that bears spending time with. Verse 19, the woman responds. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. <laughs> well, you know, now she's sort of backing off here. She's calling him Sir, you know. At first, you know, was it she didn't even want to look upon him? Or was she sort of defensive and snarky? I'm more of the snarky mindset, by the way. I think she was a strong woman. I think she was being a little combative with him. Because how dare this Jew talk to me? <coughs> And when I know how they really think about us. But now she's saying, sir. Okay. And then she says, I perceive that you are a prophet. Uh, I'm sorry, Miss Samaritan woman, but it didn't take a lot of perception right here on your part. Because there was a phrase that was used so much within certain portions of the body of Christ about 20 years ago that actually sort of drove you crazy. But it, it, I understand what people said when they said it. Uh, it was this. Uh, Jesus read her mail. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus knew what was going on. And she said, oh, wow, you know, uh, uh, I perceive that you are a prophet, to which we say, well, duh, yeah. Um, but she didn't mean it. She, she's just speaking her heart. So, you know, we really shouldn't be flipping about it. She's just acknowledging, hey, I understand. I see that you're a prophet. I understand this now. So she immediately uh, launches not into a question, but just throws down a theological gauntlet right here. Um, 
she states something. We see little echoes of it uh, before this, a little pre-echoes, whatever you want to call it. Remember where we saw when she was talking about the well? And she says, well, are you greater than our father Jacob? Where she was equating herself as a Samaritan as equal with the Jews because they uh, had the same father in Jacob. And the Samaritans here are actually drinking from the well. And it's in an area where the Jews would not even go anymore. You know, so she she sort of knows things. She knows what the struggle is. She knows what the dynamic is. So now here's someone who has just told her about her life, and then she makes a statement. Now, um, I think she might be making this statement, yes, to sort of change the subject matter, maybe to answer, to get an answer, yeah, to get some understanding. But later on, when she goes back and shares what's happened to her, when she talks to the men, she says, this man told me everything I've ever done. And the everything I've ever done come out of this right here, five husbands, and the one you're with now is not your husband. So that's what was really on her heart. Her response right here where she seeks to change the subject brings up a tremendous subject, and Jesus answers it and deals with it. But I tell you what, we're out of time, so we'll have to pick that up the next time. So again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. I'll see you then.